This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. It is October 8th, 2020, and guess what? We have made it 25 episodes. This is the 25th episode today. Pretty crazy uh, to think. Yeah. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's crazy just... You know, just wanted to keep it, keep it going, <laughs> keep it growing. Uh, but it's it's a mile marker, you know. Yep. So here's the next 25. We'll be able to make it to 50 here pretty soon, which is crazy to think. Uh, so we got an awesome That's show, crazy. yeah, awesome show uh, prepared for you guys today. So Jamie, what are we talking about today? All right, LA versus Miami. Could it all end tomorrow night? Maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll look at it and we'll discuss what Miami needs to do to maybe uh, win another game. Uh, also, um, I called it a couple episodes ago. Um, I was talking about how um, Houston needs to fire Bill O'Brien, um, and they finally did. Um, so what will it take to get the Texans back on track? You know, what do they need to do? You know, so we'll, we'll dive into that, and then we're going to talk about uh, – the best and the worst things we saw last weekend and then preview some matchups that um, I think are uh, definitely don't miss matchups. So with that, uh, Caleb, um, Miami, man, um, they missed some opportunities. I think uh, is went back and watched that game. Um, a lot of missed opportunities, um, a lot of shots they shouldn't have took. Um and just, uh, I, I kind of felt overall a lot of sloppy play. Um, I mean, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, what's weird is, especially in that fourth quarter, had many opportunities uh, to I, I definitely feel win that game. It was definitely winnable. Um, it had felt like this was yeah. the first time that like we had a complete, like game, you know, I, I, I think from both sides um, in Miami, I mean, they took a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, hits and swings that kept coming back, kept coming back. And they've keep, they've done that this whole entire playoff final series. Uh, but really down the stretch of that last yeah. five minutes of that fourth quarter, um, it really came down to a size, a rebounding difference. But typically when you see a rebound yeah. difference, you think a size, but that's not, really what was happening um it was not really blocking out like looking for your smaller smaller guards to block out i think i think rondo had a couple of big time rebounds offensive rebounds a lot of second chance scoring for yeah. the lakers late there in the fourth quarter and you can't do that against the lakers mm. um they have too much firepower no. they have too much um they have too many weapons for you to to not rebound properly. I mean, that's really what I saw. Um, yeah. and, and that's, and, and to me, that's where you could really look back at, at, you know, because it ended up being 96 to one Oh two. That's a, that's a small margin of error, but they were big errors giving that separate opportunity uh, for those rebounds. Um, you know, I felt like AD yeah. especially had an off night. It was an opportunity, and it's still an opportunity for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for it was great having Adebayo back, Kelly Olenek. Um, they still have this opportunity going into tomorrow uh, to fix some of these things. Uh, I've been thinking that this may be a gentleman's sweep. 
Um, so most likely that would be in, uh, you know, a four and one series is what's called a gentleman sweep. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I still think that it will end up being that, uh, because I, it looked like that mm-hmm. entire heat team was just exhausted. I mean, because over and over again, yeah. you have so many matchups, so much, many pieces that you have to be aware of. And at this point, when Jimmy's on the floor, LeBron's on the floor. If and and they had no break, they had no break where Jimmy could be on yeah. the floor without AD or LeBron being on the floor, especially LeBron. Um, and and that's and yeah. that, you know and uh, this you know Le- LeBron has he has it doesn't look like he's enjoying this. He's just saying this is just business at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, that's yeah. just. I've never seen him so like unhappy in a finals. I think that was my other perspective as as I took it, you know. <laughs> and so, at this point, I guess yeah. championships are just business, um, just trying to get it done. Um, and I and I know, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I I think though that there is an opportunity for a three two series, um, but they've definitely yes. had a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. Uh, in game yeah. four, and and that's why ultimately they they lost that game, and 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 going into the fourth quarter, I really, I really did feel they had a strong chance to win. Um, you know, at, at the beginning of that mm. fourth quarter, Hero hit a couple of big shots, and I thought that would momentum would keep them going. But when you miss rebounds mm. and give a team a second opportunity, that's that you you can't do that in the finals. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have a chance to come back and, um, you know, win game five. And um, I know this team can even, um, you know, even out the series, but it's, it's you can't make mistakes against the Lakers. Um, you know, some teams you can make a lot of mistakes and still squeak out a win. The Lakers, you're going to make mistakes, but you, you, you got to, they can't capitalize on them. And, um, you know, you can't give away points. That's the thing. And I saw so many shots that they just let the Lakers have. And I'm I'm like, I know this defense is better than that. And, you know, I so I think, you know, it's 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 hard looking not looking at this as a fan because I, I I'm I'm a Miami Heat fan, but you know, if they can go out and they can play how they did in um, game uh, four or uh, game three, I think Miami can win this or they can win tomorrow. But you, they just have to, you know, the mindset and they have to basically like, you know, get the fouls, um, frustrate the Lakers. You know, I've, I've in the whole bubble, uh, I've watched the Lakers and when they're frustrated, they make a lot of mistakes. And when LeBron is frustrated, he makes a lot of mistakes. So if you can make them make those mistakes, stupid mistakes, um, you can they the Miami can win this game. Um, but it's about don't try to play up to them because I think the Lakers are a more talented team. But play your ball and hit the threes, get your fouls, and frustrate the Lakers. And I think you can win game five and went on but if you try to play their ball you're not going to win this this game this series will be over tomorrow well hitting hitting open threes to me is the key um a lot of times uh, what i saw in that fourth quarter was 
just blatant, let's just get it up, like, if I got some sort of window. And really, they could have passed, you know, given it two or three other passes to get a more wide-open shot, and and that's what was happening also in in Game 4. And so I I agree with you. I I think they've got to, and and to somehow, um, to wear out, wear out the Lakers on that end just with passing. Um, Mm. And they did it a couple of, they've shown that they are able to do that. Uh, But yeah, like I said, it came down to rebounding and and a point that you made uh, great shot selection. Um, And it just seemed like they got a little frantic there near the end. Um, And Jimmy, you Mm. know, and and Jimmy's got to carry this team. I mean, he's got to do what Wade did. He's got to, he's got to put up at least 30 points. Uh, and be consistently mm-hmm. uh, be a consistent distributor um and and hero i mean they've got they need tyler hero i mean they they need a big game from tyler mm-hmm. hero you know he they need they need consistent threes for him throughout each of the quarters um but my big thing is is looking at miami going into even next season and not like you were saying i i think they have a good opportunity to win on friday i i still think uh, I I still think the Lakers win tomorrow, um, but mm-hmm. you know I I'm looking at the East for next year, um, and and seeing some of the moves that they could make, um, and, and I agree with you. It, mm-hmm. it is somewhat important to keep this um, to keep this like cohesion together. Um, and I need to yeah look keep up, the core yeah keep the, the young core, core that um, they built. But I, I mean, to me, I it's almost I I kind of look at Drogic. I I loved how Drogic has played throughout this playoff season. But if we are going to have to sacrifice a player, you know, I I would say let's yeah. bring in a couple of younger and and somehow maybe bring in another big splash superstar into Miami because you're looking at you know yeah. I'm I'm looking at the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie. And Kevin Durant will have them um, next year. Uh, you know Boston will be back. Um, the Heat are right yes. there um, in the midst of that. Um, and and depending on what Milwaukee does, uh, depending on what Giannis does, I think Milwaukee actually has a good chance maybe even to re-sign Giannis. But but uh, I, yeah. what what's weird is I I think if if somehow any of these East teams, and maybe it is just through the draft, but, but somehow you add some sort of, you know, superstar talent, especially to Miami. Um, yeah, they, they would, mm-hmm. they could be definitely be back next year. I think, like I said, uh, Brooklyn, uh, full strength, fully healthy. Um, it's going to be very difficult to beat in the East, but yeah. Um, because Kev, like, because uh, I've always, you know, whatever you may say about Kevin Durant, he is the scoring machine, unlike any other scoring machine that any team has. Period. Yeah. Uh, there's shots that they need this, a bully. Yeah, I mean, but or whoever can, you know, like a great defender on on Kevin Durant. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin Durant can hit shots that nobody else in this league can, and that and that's the fact. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and I'm really. This is a great. This is a great way how they have built this team. They have built this team to add one more 
piece to it. Um, and I, and I would love to see that for my, I would love to see that for the East as a whole to see if they could get that piece in, Mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of even out the playing field for the East and the West. Um, but, but Miami, I mean, they, they have built this core. They need to keep this core intact looking into next year. Uh, but seeing if they're, you know, Mm. any, any lucid and unfortunately, as well as Drogic has played, I think maybe that would be the opportunity. And and once again, I'd have to see where his contract is, is at. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think, I think it's up after this season. Yeah. So yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what Miami does tomorrow. I, like we both said, I, I think they have a very good chance of winning, um, but uh, I really feel like LeBron and the Lakers are ready to kind of end this, kind of be be done with it. Yeah, and, you know what? What's difficult is that I think AD AD will probably have his biggest game on Friday, um, and so really it's going to be probably. on uh, Adebayo and Olenek to keep him in check, and and yeah, and you know how much how much how much they're going to run ragged Jimmy, so they gotta they gotta you know what I will say. Um, the Jimmy Coldwell Pope is interesting when they do the switch from LeBron to him. He seems to be able to get more open when they're able to do that. Uh, they've got to keep that up. They got to yeah. keep continuing to do those screen switches to where he can get a different defender other than LeBron on him. Um, up oh, next, uh, well, it looks like Jamie called it. It looks like Houston will be <laughs> moving on from Bill O'Brien. And it is still a surprise to me, uh, and I will still say, and I will keep mm. to my points, um, how much you invested into Bill O'Brien's plan, um, and now 0-4, after they have um, been to the playoffs, um, been in the NFC um, the co- uh, divisional round, um from last year to now being fired as Houston's head coach after going 0-4, after becoming Houston's GM, um, after getting some draft assets. Um, Very uh, interesting. Um, But as I said from the beginning, uh, I I agree with this move. (laughs) After he gets rid of DeAndre Hopkins and after you hear what's been going on with some of the other players, um, it needed to happen, but I, I don't, I, I still challenge the owner and whoever is in leadership at Houston. I, I don't understand. I, I still don't understand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking back on my notes and I don't know if you guys can see this, but at the bottom, I put Eric B will be the head coach of the Texans next season. And I signed that September 17th, 2020. And I still stand by that. Um, I think so to me, this move is always going to happen. It should have happened a long time ago, honestly, um, after that um, meltdown in the playoffs against the chiefs. Um, so I was surprised he had his job still at this point of the season. Um, and then after just how the offseason there in Houston went, um, trade away your best wide receiver for a, a often injured running back and a second-round pick. Um, it just – it he wasn't making 
very good decisions. And then you have a team that is built like the Texans. You have Deshaun Watson. You you have um, Will Fuller. You have J.J. Watt. Like, I feel so bad for J.J. Watt because that is one of the best defensive players in our lifetime. And his uh, his skill set has been wasted away in Houston. And um, so I, I who, whoever they get to, repl- you, you know, Romeo Cornell is the intern uh, head coach right now. And as a Chiefs fan, don't hire him. Um, I can say that uh, with, you know, sure, like, do not hire Romeo Cornell in the offseason. I don't care if he wins out the rest of the season. Do not hire Romeo Cornell in the offseason to be your head coach. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. 2012 for the Chiefs was terrible. Don't do it. Um, but for what the Texans need to do to get back on track, obviously you have your quarterback. Um, you need to go get a wide receiver, someone that you grow with. Um and you need to get a head coach in there that will take that team, um, you know, pun intended, by the horns and um, completely um, just lead them. You know, I think they lost trust in, Man, I am, in the way I, they were playing. I hear it, yeah. Uh, I'm like, before we get like, well, sorry for interrupting, but man, I'm just sitting here still fuming, man. Because uh, how... Like I, I don't want to get over like just let's let's go into like how like how do you fix this pro like this shouldn't have been a problem to begin with if you hire a competent GM to go along with your head that's why you hire a GM to go along with your head coach that's, yeah. when you've got problems yeah, and you've I got agree. now there's stories that JJ Watt and him have heated ex- like exchanges like how how. Yeah. In your right mind as a head coach in the NFL, go after these top NFL players where in the end, it's not college. These are NFL players. They are, yeah. It is a business in this league. Um, how do you have all these heated exchanges with your top guys? And, and then how as an yeah. owner can you, when you've been hearing this all along, this isn't new things that we've been hearing about Bill O'Brien. This has been happening since the start. And then you go ahead yeah. and make him GM of the Houston Texans. And then as well as coaching yeah. them, you cannot do that. Like, and, and now DeAndre yeah. is over in Arizona where they're still figuring out, like, how do we put all this talent to get? It just, it blows my mind that, that this, this happened to this, to this team who is on the upswing. They weren't on the day we're in the yeah. NA, in the AFC divisional round, and they had a lead mm-hmm. on the Kansas City Chiefs. They looked like they could even yeah. pull that win out and possibly even be going on to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So how do you totally wreck this yeah. team to an 0-4 start? And then just I, you, if if I was like I I sound like I'm a Houston fan and. I would be horrified to be a Houston fan <laughs> right now. This, these, all yeah, these decisions definitely. are horrible. And if I was Eric Bieniemy, I would not want anything to do with Houston. Like I know he'll he'll be maybe offered, <laughs> and Eric Bieniemy may like definitely mm-hmm. not may, but he does deserve a head coaching job somewhere. But I mean, 
And, I agree. And maybe it's a, a cult. I I don't understand. But please continue, Jamie. I just had to get that out. I had to get that out, bro. Because I still, <laughs> you're I, good. I don't see how you invest so much into a guy, and you you've given up on it now, like that. Like this was foreseen from the beginning, and and that's what I don't understand. Anyways, go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what does the NFL stand for, man? Not for long, you know. And this is a results-driven league, and he was not delivering those results. You do not blow that much of a lead before halftime, like, and and the divisional round, and then you have all these players, you have all this talent, and then you're 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 zero and four, like how? That that that's I, like again I. He should have been fired in the offseason. They should have started over this offseason because they have the players there and they have the ability to get better ones. And so, you know, I, I don't see this team, you know, this team's going to be picking in the pop five, top five in the draft. I, you're, you're going to have some questions because you can get, you can go out and get a good wide receiver in free agency where you can draft one. Do you go, you need to protect Deshaun Watson. Like, you know, that needs to be priority number one. But whoever's going to in- inherit this team has a monumental task ahead of them um, to riding this ship. Because, um, again, the players are there, you know, but I think it came down to leadership. And I think they lost trust in Bill O'Brien in the divisional round. And it they he never gained that back. So... Uh, I, I want going to get this team is going to is has a task ahead of them. I wouldn't say players. I would say they have a player, and that's Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Everything yeah. else is aged uh, guys on most teams that may be third string wide receivers, possibly second string, are now starting for this team. Um, yeah, that's you, true. You you trade for. You get whatever picks back, but you trade DeAndre Hopkins and then a running back, which you could pick up. Like, I, I like David Johnson, but you could pick up a David Johnson in the third round. Like, to be honest with you, you could. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the way running backs yeah. are going at yeah. this point Um, in the way that this league is. Mm-hmm. You can't pick up a DeAndre Hopkins in the third round. Can't do it. No. Um, and, no. uh. You'd be, you'd be I, I, hard to ask to find a DeAndre Hopkins in the first the, round, honestly. The, I don't I don't see even JJ so. Watt I, I, like I love JJ Watt, like but he's he's not the same. He doesn't have the same burst. Um and he's and that whole no. defense feels like that. Um and, and I know it could be that uh you know uh you know this week that uh let's see uh the the Texans um We'll be going against uh, Jacksonville, um, and if they get a win, <laughs> it'll be one and four against Jacksonville. But anyways, but besides that, I so to so I where I where I think where they need to begin um, is is definitely you know they they've got to capitalize on some of this draft stock that they've got. Um, mm-hmm. they need to look at, uh, getting, you know, finishing up pieces on this Houston line. I still think Deshaun is, uh, running, run around, gets, gets 
huge hits against him. Almost, it feels like almost every yep. game. Um, so you need to maybe shore up that offensive line. I, I think Tunsil, you know, is a good place to kind of start, but you need to get that whole entire line built up. Make sure Deshaun Watson yes. can continue his career and have a healthy career because you have a healthy and offensive line. Uh, Andrew Luck is the biggest case study for mm-hmm. that. Andrew Luck should still be playing in this league, but the Colts did not invest in an offensive line for him. So all these teams look at that yep. and be like, we need to invest into our offensive line so that our stars are not retiring in like nine to, I don't I don't even know how many years Andrew Luck, it may have been fewer than nine. We'd have to look that up. But but we need to look at those case seven studies. Or eight. Yeah, we need to look at, at these case studies to make sure that our franchise doesn't have to end their career early just because we didn't invest in an offensive line. So that's where I would say they first look at. You've got David Johnson, decent back. You, you've you got that scratched off. You're good there. And then you've got to get their defense younger. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I, and possibly a big, I, I don't, Last year, if you were gonna, last year was the year if you wanted a wide receiver to get a wide receiver. You don't have that kind of group. Besides, yes. uh, I'm gonna go back to being an Alabama fanboy unless you can get Jalen Waddle in the first round. Um, besides that, about some fast wide receivers out there with some decent hands. Uh, but but J- Jalen Waddle yeah. um, is your special wide. Receiver. So if you can get a guy like that on your team. Um, then you, and you go after that, mm. but uh, but shore up that offensive line. Uh, you start in the trenches. I mean, I, I think great organizations start yes. uh, in the trenches. Uh, it's paid off for Kansas City. Um, you know, I, credit to credit to the Browns. I got to give a little bit of the credit. The, the Browns, their old line looked really good against Dallas. Uh, whatever else you may say mm. about their team, they're investing in that O line, and and and, and maybe just Baker, like Baker Mayfield, should have no excuse with that kind of O line play that they have. Uh, but you invest invest in that first. You build on the trenches, get this defense younger, um, and that that's where I would start. Um, and and I think you can find value in skill players late in rounds. You just have to be good um, at 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 the at looking at the their intangibles, how they fit in your team, how they fit in your scheme. Um, and that's what makes Pittsburgh so so good at, at drafting wide receivers if if they they draft the scheme, you know, they draft they yep. draft the the asset to their playbook, not necessarily look for every intangible. They look what what is a Pittsburgh wide receiver? That's why I feel like they've been so successful at it. Like what what tools do they bring to make our um, our scheme successful. So they've got to look at play players yeah. like that. And in a way, I think the chiefs also do that. I think that's why you, you, you yeah. see all these players like Hilaire, T- to be honest, I'm still, I'm still looking for some breakouts for Hilaire, but he works extremely well in Andy Reid's system. And so I, I, I yeah. think it's smart on teams to start looking at their players and the draft in that sense, because in the past I felt like, they they wanted the best superior skill player and then we'll just fit them in. And I and I like how teams yeah. are really thinking through well, that in particular skill player will never work with our system. And and so that's why I think you see mm-hmm. more successful um team building from there. And so that's what I feel like Houston needs to do. And um and I haven't been really 
invested in the search, but um, for their head coach. Um, and so, uh, but, but they need to, you know, they need to start even figuring out their head coach for the future and what type of things that they would, they would bring to the table. Uh, but Houston's Houston's yeah. got some work. Um, they've got, they've got good mm. makings. Um, when you, when I feel like Deshaun is their guy, I feel like Deshaun Watson is a, very undervalued guy. I th- I think he does so much for that offense that keeps them in the game. Um and so you've got to mm-hmm. you got to protect that. And I think as as an organization that's where you start with that is protecting Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, um you know, that's there's really nothing else to be said about that, man. Um I think we hit it all cuz You've got the quarterback there. You know, you've got the quarterback, and he's a do-it-all quarterback. You know, he's got a great arm. He can run. He's tough. You know, he's someone that you can build a team around and be very successful with that. But you got to get the guy there that can do it. You know, you got to get the guy that will work with him. Um, and then you've got to convince the, the the big thing here with Houston. Houston has a tough road ahead, and you got to convince your players that it's worth staying. Yeah. You know, don't don't leave. You know, we're going to write this. We're going to we're going to we that is a playoff team. And there's no reason that they are not in that conversation this season. But that is a playoff team. And they have you you say player. I I they've got players that they need to convince to stay. Don't leave. We're going to be okay. We're going to bring in the guy that can write this ship. We're going to bring in, he's going to bring in the, um, the, t- the coaches that are going to help us write this ship. We're the owner needs to be discussing this with the players. I'm going to bring in a GM that is going to help and be here for you guys. Once you convince those players, cause there, there's talk that JJ Watts want to leave, you know, that he wants to leave and possibly play with his brothers in Pittsburgh. Hey, and yes, so sir. You, you, yes, got, sir. You, <laughs> I want to see that you've too. Got these players, you've got these players that have like developed there, and now they're just like, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I want out. And so you need to convince them first. We're bringing in this guy. He's going to bring in these coaches. We're bringing in this guy to be the GM, and we're going to, we're going to be a playoff team. We're going to win the division. Because that's a very winnable division. Oh, yeah. This was supposed to be... Especially this year. Houston's year. Yes. And so it's... Man, I... I, Whoever they bring in, and if it's Eric Bien-Ami, I I really can't think of anybody else right now, but uh, whoever it is, they have a long road ahead of them. But that team... Man, they're that's a playoff team. They just need the right guy there. Man, yeah, what's 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 crazy is is uh um you could have had a AFC South showdown for the AFC championship last year. Yes. Uh and, and yeah. that and, and today we're saying maybe the AFC South is put maybe possibly the one of the worst divisions. I mean that's how that's how yeah, that's how crazy this all is and how fast it has happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. So it was a good move for the Texans, a move that should have been done 
as soon as that Chiefs game got over with. That's when it should have happened. Yeah. And that's that's where I keep just yeah. thinking. That's why I just keep on thinking like but you not only did you make him the coach, but then after that game you made him the GM and then all of this has happened. So they yep. they created a lot more problems for themselves. So anyways, enough yep. about Bill O'Brien. Let's move on to some <laughs> of the best and worst things that we saw this week. Uh we could have just been talking about that in our last segment. Um but uh yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and start off with worst, uh, cause that uh cause I'm still fired about fired up about Bill O'Brien. And so let me get fired up uh about <laughs> um Dallas and especially I I would say even more so of that Dallas defense, especially in the closing yes. minutes of the fourth quarter. The worst thing that I saw this week is so Odell Beckham um literally so they did a reverse with Odell Beckham running uh and made a, a 50 yard touchdown there in the end to kind of seal it um mm-hmm. but he traversed probably another good 10 10 yards about 10 to 15 yards almost before he turned it upfield and ran yeah. for a touchdown um and you rewatch that and you see how many blown pursuits were on him and blown opportunities yeah. just to push Odell out of bounds. You don't even have to make a tackle. You just have to just push the guy out of bounds. And that's basically the symbol yep. for this Dallas defense. Look, the 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 offense shows up late, sure, but this the the and and some of this I, I guess you can make the case that the defense has kind of kept them in it. I, I, I don't know, but this this Dallas defense after last week's performance, uh, you got talent um to me all over the place. You got talented guys all over that that defense. And so I, this is why I feel like I'm not I'm never a much of a Jerry Jones apologist, but this is part of the reason Jerry doesn't want to pay these guys. Like yeah. Jerry sees like my my coaching staff, my players, they haven't shown me any reason why I should keep paying you. Um, yeah. And the treat, like, I, I think, I mean, like, treatment, I mean, I, I feel like if you go to Dallas that you are one of the most spoiled players. Like, because, I mean, whatever you may say that, I mean, Jerry treats, I mean, Jerry takes care of his players. I um, mean, you could ask any yeah. any former cowboy any any whatever you may think about jerry jones he he takes care of his guys beyond just the salary uh you look at the facilities everything else that they get like mm-hmm. i feel like i see almost a spoiled team <laughs> it's so you know that they've got it really really good and but yeah. um but i i i first look I at that I, I look at that at that deep like eventually players on that team have to realize that that there are great players being played. There are not great. I would say talented players being paid on that <laughs> team. And you have got to show why, why you be- belong at Dallas and belong to keep playing for this man who keeps, who keeps paying these talented guys and, and not showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, but I, I, once again, I go back to that defense and that's, you know that could be here whatever you may say but i mean that that defense especially their last closing minutes they they really need to check it where they're all at and uh and 
And and this mm-hmm. team has got to start fire. They have got to play four quarters. They have to finish a game. Because you know what the funniest mm-hmm. thing is right now? You know who the division leader is now for the NFC East? Um, it's actually Philadelphia. One, zero and one Philly. Yeah, yeah, one, zero and one Philly is now the division leader uh, for this for the NFC East. And so I said the AFC South, but it's it's neck and neck with the NFC East. And that's crazy to yeah. me. There is you think about the history, the legacy of the NFL, and Washington, Giants, uh, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Um organizationally wise aren't are one of are some of the worst teams in the NFL. Like that's crazy. Uh so that that could have been my worst for today, but I'm gonna pick on Dallas. I'm gonna stick on Dallas. Um uh, like yeah. Jerry needs to maybe just clean slate everything. Like I because yeah. I, I don't know where this turnaround is because like I see Dak. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I, I see Zeke pretty great run but but it just is it's just it's it's like this culture of just we want to get paid, we deserve, we're one of the best, but but you aren't winning. You can't back up yeah. any of your play with wins. And so my worst is a Dallas defense, yeah. but maybe should be Dallas as a whole. And Jerry, maybe you should stop paying these guys. Maybe just clean slate. Yeah. I know yeah. they're talented, but you're you're not getting wins, so that's my worst. Uh, and uh, I'll correct us. Uh, Eagles are leading that division with a one, two, and one, not one, one zero, and yeah, one. So one, it's actually worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the NFC East uh, division leader right there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, before I get on to my worst, man. I'll I'll talk to uh, about Dallas because that it, it feels like they get there and they get that blue star on their helmet and that's all they that's all that matters, you know. And uh, Dallas is it's it's an interesting. Do you? I mean, I would stick with McCarthy for another year, but um, I don't think they're going to win very much. So do you get rid of Dak and then bring in Trevor Lawrence at the start of? you know, next season and then have Trevor Lawrence and CD lamb together. You've got Zeke for a little bit longer. So Trevor Lawrence, CD lamb and Zeke, you know, do you, do you roll with that and see what you got? Um, but, uh, for my worst, I'm going to go with, um, it, it's still funny. Uh, Cause they won by two scores, but I'm going to, I'm going to say the chiefs were my worst of, um, last weekend because, they seemed sluggish the whole game. Um, they were missing wide open shots. Uh, Mahomes was missing a lot of wide open shots. Um, they just kind of seemed like um, they didn't open the playbook all the way. Um, and I kind of think it just the impression I got was that they kind of thought that they were just going to roll over this Patriots team. Um, and Bill or, or uh, Bill Belichick uh, kind of punched him in the mouth there for a little bit. And I mean, once they got going and once they started scoring and, you know, getting the mistakes and stuff, I, I think they were able to, you know, all right. Yeah. Uh, we remember who we are. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I thought the chiefs were probably um, my worst team last weekend because um, it just didn't feel like the kind of football that they've played 
Um, it reminded me a lot of the Chargers game um, uh, a couple weeks ago was where they just didn't – they weren't all there, I guess, uh, mentally, um, just kind of halving it and just, you know, playing well enough to win but, you know, not playing to um, their standards. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's it's crazy to say that a team that won by two scores um, – you know, is my, my worst performance of last week. But, um, yeah, it, it just, I'll, I'm going to be interested, interested to see this Sunday. Um, if they, if, you know, if they're able to play the Raiders, um, I'm going to, cause after the chargers game, we saw a pretty good bounce back with, uh, the Baltimore game. Um, so I'm hoping that they, we again, get another really good bounce back. Um, this Sunday because man that Chiefs performance last Monday it just it just didn't it just seemed half-hearted like it they yeah. were just kind of ready for it to be over and um you know and they still put up good numbers and they you know the defense uh, got like three or four turnovers but I don't know I just saw a lot of mistakes that they usually don't make and they were making them uh, a lot uh, Mahomes threw. Should have had two interceptions for sure, and then that one where he got sacked should have been an interception or a fumble. Um, that's just just mistakes that he doesn't make, you know. And so, yeah, uh, that was my worst. I mean, I just uh, yeah, you know, it, I know. I even looking at it, it makes me fan, it but. makes me chuckle a little bit because now. Um, now you understand what I have to go through as an Alabama fan when they don't beat them enough by four or five touchdowns. Now you get what I'm saying, man. That's how I'm get, like with yeah, Alabama. Yeah. I'm like, man, you didn't beat them by like five. <laughs> man, you only won by like two touchdowns. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed yeah, to be an Alabama yeah. fan, man. No, but here, here's – I, I want to – I yeah, I, I kind of saw it. There, I, you know what I, what I was – I mean, even – even with the lack of Cam Newton, uh, that defense um, played extremely well. Um, they seem to increasingly mm-hmm. get better, which is a great sign for the Chiefs. I I, I just feel like sometimes mm-hmm. um, with the Chiefs' offense, um, I don't know if they're just trying to get it down deep too much. If they're trying to, but it some it feels like every other week Andy is creative, and then some weeks they're not. Like they're just they're kind of yeah. sputter. Um, and it seems like yep. it's like every other week that they, because like, you know, that Baltimore game, flawless offensive play calling F- flawless. It, it yeah. really was, uh, this yeah. week, uh, against new England, it, it doesn't seem like they, they kind of just, it yeah. felt very like it was really generic. Yes. Yeah. Um, like, and so. Yeah. It, just so very it's vanilla and just kind maybe, of basic, and and that's and that's what's great about Belichick is that's what is that's why he's probably going to be the probably is the best coach ever, uh, is that yeah, um, you think that they're going to play it one way and he and he and he, I I think what New England did was this is our strength we're not going to throw a bunch of things at you, you try to beat us at mm. our strength and let's play. And I and I think defenses yeah. are gonna have to play more like that against Patrick. And it seems like, um, especially if you can get your front your front seven containing that ten yards that that first that 
that uh, the ten yards of that first first down. If you're able to contain that mm-hmm. area and your DBs contain the speed in the back end, the Chiefs do get they do mm-hmm. seem flustered and they can't seem to beat that because I felt that's what the Chargers did and I felt yeah. that's what New England did to make that defense successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried and Baltimore. What made them unsuccessful against the Chiefs is they tried so many different things in one game instead of sticking to their strengths. That's what that's yeah. what I saw in that Baltimore game. Uh, but if you if you stick yep. to one plan and one one scheme to really keep keep that ten yards contained and keep the DBs flying in the back, I think the Chiefs struggle with that the most because they've got so much speed that they are really trying to get some deep stuff all the time. And sometimes it's it's just not there. Yeah. Um, and when your running game isn't as strong as it needs to be, you're you're gonna see that struggle with them. But you know, two touchdown win. Yeah. Uh, I see where you're coming from, but still, I mean, come on, man, come on. Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Yeah. Still, still undefeated. Uh, uh, got a got a cool. Yeah. I think it's a cool matchup. I, I think they win this week, but I, I like the lost the Raiders and Chiefs matchup. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, best thing I uh-huh. saw this week uh, is, um, you know, uh, one one thing that I got to go back to the Heat and talk about Jimmy Butler's performance, his uh, 40-point night, uh, his triple-double um, night. Um, and, and, every, and I agree. Um, it was a Dwayne Wade performance. It's what they needed. Um, and, and there again – um, this is actually the 3-1 is where that Heat team was in the past uh, with Shaquille, Dwayne, and Alonzo Mourning. That's where that, that team was at 3-1 and was able to come back. Now, granted, you had a lot more pieces on that team than I would say Miami does. Yes. But, but man, kudos to Jimmy uh, for keeping his team in it. I mean, Jimmy Butler is is the guy for the Heat. We've ne- I've never seen – I've never – been a big fan of Jimmy. I thought he's always been an okay talent. Like I've always felt like he adds, adds to the team, but he's really showing in this, in this series and in this playoffs, like he is a superstar talent. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he's found the right organization to believe in him and a team that he wants to fight for and that he believes in as well. Um, and, and any team that Jimmy has been to, um, they've always like commented on his hard work. Um, and, and it just shows in this series, but I just want to applaud Jimmy for getting, he got them the one win and we'll see if he can make it two on Friday and make it a three, two series. So Jimmy was the best thing I saw. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I loved his performance. Um, uh, just all around, man. He he has that ability to take over the game, but um, I feel like he he really tries to get his his teammates involved, which is great. Um, great thing about him. Um, but uh, the best thing I saw, <laughs> I actually had a hard time finding the best thing I saw. Um, this last weekend. Um, so I just went uh to my uh, pettiness. Um, I don't like OU. I don't like Oklahoma. <laughs> I think it's because um, they are considered a rival to the Hurricanes. Um, we've had some pretty heated matchups. So um, I picked OU losing to uh, Iowa State as my best thing that I saw um, because this is the 18th ranked team um, in NCAA um, versus 
you know, a, a decent Iowa State Cyclones team. They're two and one, uh, two and zero oh in their conference. But anytime Oklahoma loses, it's just a good day. I, I, I again, I think it's because I'm a Heat or a Hurricane fan, um, <laughs> and I just don't like OU. Um, I just, I, it, it makes me smile every time that they lose. Um, and I mean that I don't really have anything else to say about it, man. It's just. I just like watching Oklahoma <laughs> lose, and it that was the, one of the best things I saw last weekend was them losing by seven. So, I like it. I like that chair. I, I like that your worst <laughs> thing this week was watching your team win, and the best thing you saw was watching Oklahoma lose. Like that's a that's a classic classic Jamie I can't right talk there. About Atlanta this weekend. I mean Atlanta <laughs> Atlanta's been back my back. thing the last two weeks. Yeah, but you know you, you we could knew have, they were going to lose to the Packers. So that's hilarious. But that's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, look. Oh, that's, oh, that's what I got. I mean, I mean, it just shows. I mean, it, ah, it, I mean it. You can't just automatically like give a Heisman to the Oklahoma quarterback, you know, I mean, that's what they were trying to do this year yeah. again. Um, and so, yeah, I look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an Oklahoma fan either, but it just shows you like, <laughs> like you, it's, it's just not any quarterback can go in there and be a Heisman quarterback for Oklahoma. Um, and so, yep. uh, like I said, I'm a Jalen hurts fanboy. I mean, that's, that's why, you know, I, mm-hmm. there's, ta- you know, you need talent behind that, you know, and I, and I, Yep, you know, I would agree. so, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it, it amazes me like you that, uh, that they've lost twice now. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so yep. I love it. I love it. Um, some big matchups to <laughs> think about this week. Um, starting with the NFL and we'll move into college. Um, one of the matchups is, I, I think tonight is actually pretty interesting with Brady and Foles. Um, with mm-hmm. the Bear team in, in Tampa yep. Bay, um, what's going to be hard for Tampa Bay is is Brady did, and I was thinking about maybe even make one of the best performances, you know, just with the age and everything. Uh, but what's going to make it very difficult for them is they have a lot of injuries and they lost OJ Howard. So this offense, yes. their talent and their skill players, just being taken all apart, <laughs> hardly any mm-hmm. defined. Like Ronald Jones yeah. and. Gronk are your best players now, but you know, so that's what's yeah. gonna make it interesting. But this Tampa Bay defense, I love their defense. Uh, I think they're for real, um, and uh, uh, we. I want to keep seeing them increasingly get better. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Chicago mm-hmm. team we get. We'll see what Foles is able to do um, against Brady tonight. Um, that's one matchup I would say to look out for. Um, any other matchups stand out to you, Jamie? Um, Chiefs Raiders. Um, uh, I kind of talked on it a, a little bit when I was talking about how the Chiefs are my worst thing. Um, but um, this is a rivalry that goes back to 1960. Um, it's always a good game. It's always a um, hard hitting game. It's um, you always get the best out of each other. Um, when it comes to these two teams, and so I I would suggest Chiefs Raiders as being a uh, must watch. Um, for this uh, this weekend, um, you know, uh, another game that I would consider um, if you're not doing anything Saturday um, at 11, um, watch 
Virginia Tech and North Carolina. You know, this is the number 19 uh, Virginia Tech and number 8 North Carolina. Uh, um, it's a good ACC matchup. I would definitely consider um, checking out. I think it's going to be a good uh, game that could be decided by a field goal. Um, you got anything else? Oh, I got something else. I got a big oh something else that uh, that I feel like you have. I knew he wouldn't. He, in, I know we weren't going to be able to get out of here. Intentionally overlooked uh, the the ABC Saturday night game of the week that everybody don't watch. Uh, everybody um, is going to be watching, and that is Miami versus Clemson. Now, why are you so <sighs> squeamish about this game, Jamie? Explain, explain to the Pipkin and Turnbull Nation why you are squeamish about this game. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I'm a Hurricane fan. Everybody knows it. No, I'm, I, you know, I'm no. biased. At the end of the day, man, this 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 Canes team is not ready for Clemson. Um, it's not obvious. It, I mean, it, it's obvious. Uh, it's, um. This is a good Hurricanes team. It's um, I think they could compete with anybody in the ACC, minus the team we're playing Saturday night. Um, I think Clemson is just a powerhouse um, that uh, they're going to. I, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Miami will compete, but um, it is it's it's one that you might just turn the TV off and not watch um the this, uh, this Saturday because I just don't think it's gonna be very close. Um again I think the Hurricanes are gonna fight, but they're just not ready for Clemson. And I talked to you um you know I don't think Miami should be ranked seventh um in the you know in college football. I don't think that they are that uh, good honestly I don't think they should be ranked at all um I they're not ready for that um but yeah uh this is I'll be watching <laughs> it because you know I'm a Hurricanes fan but um this might be one that I turn off early um <laughs> just it just it's gonna depend on which Hurricanes team shows up if it's gonna be one that shows up and they they you know punch Clemson in the mouth and they just they play their style of all right you know maybe we can be competitive uh but if they man if clemson comes out and they play the way clemson knows how to play this ain't gonna be a good this ain't gonna be pretty so that's why that's not on my list um (laughs) so if you want to watch that watch it um, but it might be one that you just, you kind of want to miss, uh, nah, this Saturday. Well, well, here's Thank a, you for bringing that up. <laughs> well, here's Caleb. the deal. This is the, the best teams that either one have faced so far in the season. And look, I think, I think offensively, yeah. uh, this is the best that Miami has looked in my opinion in years. Um, and I know how we like to build up some of their order, other quarterbacks that they've had in the past, but, um, I, I think as a whole, their, their offense is, is a lot more diverse, uh, a lot more explosive than it has been. Um, and look, they've got yeah. good pieces up front on the D line. And so um, I, I'm, I'm looking for this actually to be a pretty great matchup because uh, 
I, I think, like yourself, I think I think everyone has Miami already out of this game because of Trevor Lawrence, but Clemson has a lot of pieces missing from their team last year. And so this is going to be the first look yes. at really what my what is Miami going to be this year and what is even Clemson going to be this year. And so, um, yeah, so yeah. I, I think I think Clemson gets the win, but it, uh, seven to ten points, I, I, I don't think it's any – other type of blowout, and I think Miami will have opportunities in that game. Um, there's also some other interesting matchups to me. Uh, I, I always look at the SEC. SEC football is where it's at. Uh, I'm not biased like Jamie. Um, <coughs> um, I, I actually think the Texas A&M and Florida matchup is a very interesting uh, matchup. I, I, I think – uh, you know, AM made some early mistakes against Alabama, but especially there, if you watch that uh, first quarter, they were actually really strong. Um, they've got some good veterans uh, coming back for Texas AM, got senior players uh, for them. Um, and, and what I'm interested to see is the same response from Florida to see what Trask does against this Texas AM. Uh, defense, and so I, I think that'll be a good game. And and Tennessee Georgia will also be a good game. Uh, listen, I know that Georgia uh, yeah. basically took it to Auburn, um, and that defense for Georgia is is really good, uh, really great defense. Um, and, and once again, I think Tennessee has some more explosiveness. Um, and it has kind of shown that since the South Carolina game. And so I, I think the 230 window, that's uh, CBS's game of the week. Uh, I think Tennessee, Georgia will actually be a pretty, pretty good watch as, as well. And so, uh, definitely look for those games, uh, this week. So anyway, so you guys go ahead and watch tonight. Uh, they will have uh, be going on tonight. You've got Tampa Bay um, and uh, uh, the Bears. Um, and then also tomorrow we'll be looking to see if the Lakers can finish things off or if that if, uh, if uh, Miami can push it to a game six. So we'll all see what happens yeah. in, in that area too. Uh, and so we will see you guys again next week. See you.